Luke highlights prayer in Jesus' life in several chapters. Luke chapter 3, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, 22. It seems that whenever anything of major importance happened in the life of Jesus, it was surrounded by prayer. I wonder what we're supposed to learn from that. In this week's sermon, Kelly preached on Luke 11, 1 to 4, a passage where Jesus responds to the request of, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Today, we're going to discuss prayer and a few other topics. Stay tuned from Glen Allen Bible Church. I'm Matt Murrow. I'm John Vanderveld. I'm Beth Moss. And I'm Kelly Brady, and this is episode number 178 of The Next Level. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is the morning. It is the morning. Yeah, another podcast in the morning. Uh-huh. Kind of good. I'm on coffee number one. Me too. It's going to take me a while to get going. <laughs> I'm ready. That's just a disclaimer. Right? That's just, just a disclaimer. Saying, uh, just, it's going to take me a little bit here, guys. <laughs> Already said he's going to go back for more. Uh, this is what it feels like to be a morning talk show host. <laughs> you know, where you just have to turn it on. and <laughs> They talk would like you, this. Would you do that, please? <laughs> oh, welcome to the next level. Well, so oh, good to see wow, everybody. Wow, so today. great to oh, be yeah. here. Uh, okay. So, so, what do you guys think of the election? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's just beginning. Um, <laughs> Have all the beginning. ballots been counted? Have all states Dude, reported? You, you can't even ask I don't that question. Know. I don't know. That no. Okay. I mean, maybe yes. Does I anybody know? know? What I'm ballots? Not sure. Legal ballots? All oh, ballots. Boy. What a mess, huh? Done. Yeah. yeah, I think done. everybody's kind of just collectively you know what? done. I thought be Joe Biden husband. did a be great a job in his acceptance of speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught some of it. I got to see Kamala Harris. I thought she did and that great. That was wonderful. I, I don't liked... think much of her policies. I don't think she's going to be, a, you know, a good leader for our country. But man, <laughs> she did great. <laughs> she can talk well. <laughs> she can... good talker. I just liked that they had her start. You know. Yeah. I liked that she went first and. I it's, felt a, it's a terrific moment for our nation. For yeah. sure. First woman. Uh, Absolutely. First person of color. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I felt bad. Somebody yesterday asked me about it. And I was like, yeah, you know. Well, and she's like. I'm just excited it's a woman. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, too. For sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> I felt bad, though. I, like, I hadn't even yeah. processed the fact that we have a, a female vice president. Mm-hmm. Did you see Joe Biden run out onto the platform? Yeah, we had a little chuckle on that. We can call that a stage. He <laughs> ran out onto the stage. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to look youthful, you know. Yeah. 77, oldest president elected. Really? Yeah. He's old, he'll be older when he takes office than our oldest president was Reagan. when he left office. Reagan. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's All these things. I'm learning history today. My kids were talking about what old people could or that they know in their lives could or could not be president. It was oh. pretty funny. <laughs> that are the same. Yeah, the, like, right. Like grandparents the mental and like, yeah, right. like, you know, who could pull it off still and who couldn't pull it off uh-huh. still. <laughs> it's interesting. My mom at 82, 83, one of those, she could, she could run the country. Yeah. Wow. Into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's just really sharp still. Yeah. A vibrant yeah. Oh, yeah. mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. There's people. Je- uh, my mother-in-law is that way. She's 86, and she's wow. still kicking it. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. Just on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So yesterday. Yeah, how'd it go week yesterday? Two. Week two in the Inside. building with another service. Yeah. We Wait, so another. you had three services yeah. yesterday? Yeah. Okay. 11.15 was the addition, right? 
Well, mm-hmm. we moved them all around. So we did, but eleven fifteen was the la- latest. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. We somebody asked me why why the spacing was different in all of them, but the first two we offered children's ministry, and they needed mm. more time in between to clean. Yeah. Uh huh. And then with the third service, there was no children's ministry, and so we could turn the big room around. Mm-hmm. Our not we were not. Uh, well, actually, the ten o'clock we were full. Um, we were it offered about the two space thirds on mm-hmm. on. Um, the first service and, yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe a third or more on the last service, but it gave us a lot more space. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. we couldn't have done the numbers we did with two services. Right. And I think we're ready now to continue to, four. to, to grow. So. Four? <laughs> four more years. Yeah. Remember that was, yeah, oh, yeah. Four more years. I was, no. yeah, I was talking with somebody too that, you know, the more success we have, Success is not the great word, but the more um, great experiences we have here at <laughs> church, uh, I think the more, um, you know, the word gets out that, hey, it's it's yeah. good, it's safe, it's fun, it's, you know, it's yeah. worshipful, it's good, you know, a good experience. I think some people have, you know, fear in coming back, but then mm-hmm. also just, you know, mismatched expectations, some, yeah. you know, you know, emotional response to, well, last time I was here, there were no masks and then yeah. we were sitting shoulder to shoulder and it was, a, mm-hmm. you know, this great experience. And they kind of want to hold on to that memory and oh, sure. not come back until that experience can come. But I, I feel like the experience has been um, pretty, pretty powerful, pretty positive. Yeah. I think we're, you, were you talking about, um, figuring out ways to incorporate prayer into the services again. I think we're, we're trying to figure that out. Before COVID we had, uh, you know, a regular response as people yeah. would get up, come down forward for prayer. We had a prayer team that had been developed and getting close and yeah. And, and then uh, COVID. It's hard so with COVID. we, we, we miss, so someone came up after and said, I just miss prayer opportunity mm-hmm. in worship. And yeah. I get that. So mm-hmm. I did get an email from somebody this morning. I hadn't had the opportunity to share with anybody yet, but I got an email, someone applauding how hard the staff had worked and how mm-hmm. successful it was. It felt this person's point was it felt very safe to be in the building. Mm-hmm. The staff clearly had got all the T's crossed, I's dotted in mm-hmm. order to prepare for the community. And this is a person that's involved over at Wheaton College as they're trying to keep their yeah. community mm-hmm. safe. Uh, and yeah. so I thought, oh, someone who knows what how difficult it is. And so I, I do appreciate how hard the staff is working. Mm-hmm. From a stamina p- standpoint, I mean, Kelly, you preached three times. I preached that sermon right? four times. Yes, because yeah. you recorded video, it. Right. Radically did it different get better with every time or it, did you no, get more tired? I, <laughs> no. I would actually say my aunt. You just wrote downward spiral. <laughs> Dude, I was all over the map. You were definitely all over the map. I was like, is he talking about... Is this prayer? Is this still there? Are we still in Luke? Yeah. (laughs) I was there for the the video. And so I, you know, which is probably the most, um, you know, scripted and Mm. direct word for word kind of, you know. And um, for a couple of services, I just tucked in and I'm like... That, that, wasn't in that. The, that wasn't in the video. <laughs> I was like, got mixed I up. Like, well, what was your yeah. Is that okay, though? I mean, you're fine, fine. with that? Yeah. yeah. I feel like God Talk. provides. And yeah. I would like to think it's God leading mm-hmm. me to say this or that. Uh, I can't say for sure that's the case, but it felt good to me. Talk to us about you You went behind the, the plexi. Yeah, you know. In second service. So Yeah, you, that threw Kim for a loop. Kim who? <laughs> Dorn. <laughs> she couldn't. She tried to walk off that way, and it was locked. 
<laughs> oh, she was stuck. So she started she's walking this way, and you were like, Kim. You're like, "Oh no!" Like, uh, uh. I didn't see all that going on behind me. <laughs> Boxing, <laughs> poor Kim. Oh. So yeah, you, you know, the, there's a lot of people in the ten o'clock and, and in the front the, row. The, the yeah. front rows were full, and yeah. someone said, "Hey, will you be wearing a mask while you preach?" I said, "Well, I didn't last week. Would you like me to?" And that person said, "Well," and I, so it was enough pause. It's no big deal for me to step behind plexiglass and. Mm-hmm. They probably asked the question because I got up there, took my mask off, did my intro, put my mask back on, probably. And then mm. Chuck prayed with his on. Yeah. So, like, so what so are we, right. which one are we right. doing? We weren't yeah. real consistent visually, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I. I thought you did great by just, yeah, I'll get behind there. That's, that's no big deal. Sure. And, yeah. you know, the truth be told, I'm preaching and spittle is hitting the plexiglass. <laughs> I can so see then it. all the people oh, were blurry so a little like, bit. You're in the splash uh, zone at SeaWorld. Like Blue Man Group. People in the front rows are in those parkas that they hand out to people. Yeah. And you get splashed. That's so gross. Tangent. That's so gross if you think about it. The whale water. Oh, and when you were at SeaWorld as a kid, like begging. Did you guys go to SeaWorld as a kid? Totally. It was so fun. And you fun. like begged your parents wa- to oh, sit yeah. in the front in so the you could get soaked with yeah. Whale uh-huh. pee and poop water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natural so gross. biology. Oh, man. It was nice. Uh, yesterday, I felt like we had a prophetic moment from um, mm. one of our vocalists. Oh, cool. And we actually uh, extended an instrumental break one more time through because she was just kind of going. It was really sweet. Yeah, awesome. We were, it was during Heal Our Land, which is obviously a mm-hmm. pretty poignant thing to say and to sing mm-hmm. right now, right? And so it it reminded me of uh, out in the parking lot. It it was great. We were together, and you know, there's a pandemic going on, and we're still able to gather. And it felt like, oh, this is what we can do. But there's something about different about in in this mm-hmm. worship center that it feels like you're there's more opportunity for that. And so it was it was oh, man, I was super awesome. encouraged just to see somebody just yeah. feel like they've got a good word mm-hmm. for for the congregation, and they just go for it. And and it's feels really ministering and mm-hmm. that was, awesome. that was sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into some questions. Here we go. Question number one. Appreciated the sermon on the Lord's Prayer. If I'm honest, though, prayer seems strange. Talking to an unseen God and waiting to see how he answers. What do you do? Or is there anything that can even, that even can be done to make it seem less strange? Does prayer seem strange to y'all? It did. I guess if I break it down. I think it's one of those things that just like done my for yeah, so right. long. There's definitely times where it feels strange, but mm-hmm. I mean, you just, when you grow up swimming in that water, like right. I yeah. just, we prayed at meals, felt, we prayed mm-hmm. in the morning, we, you know, my mom and dad would pray with us and we went to bed. There was, you know, it was just like. You it swim felt in the very water. strange for me when I became a Christian. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Really strange. Wait, who are we and talking for to? a good year <laughs> right. or two, I could only, f- I couldn't, f- I couldn't stay in prayer. Uh. Like I couldn't stay there. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. just, and so uh, there was just, there was one specific time in, in circumstantial life where I could pray and, and that was it. Like, and then, and then just as time, you know, mm-hmm. went on, I, became less weird and it became more sweet and mm-hmm. you know and all that but in the beginning I specifically remember like there was just this one specific time where I felt like I actually could pray but I wonder if the question asker is early in their prayer life mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. if it p- potentially 
um, it's not maybe this person's early in their prayer life or maybe it's just strange it's mm-hmm. just it, maybe it won't ever clear up and become second nature and mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i think there's also part of that that could be one part of strange and then the other part of strange is is just in the inner workings of how does it work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if you're praying for something to happen is that thing going to happen regardless of if i pray or not or, yeah. or does my prayer actually affect that outcome like there's i think there's parts of it where okay someone's comfortable praying and they're they're all in but they're still wondering mm-hmm. that can feel strange like mm-hmm. how does it actually work you want to talk about that yeah. a little bit i think it's were you going to answer? You were kind of standing out there. You want me to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Like, can, I, I was trying to... Sorry. He was trying to tee up the ball well, for you. Am I in this? What? <laughs> Kelly, go get what some coffee gonna, and come back yeah. when you're ready. <laughs> what I was going to say, I, I think that what's um, what can be helpful for folks is to see and experience different types of prayer. Like, you kind of get... In the family you grew up in and in the church that you experience, you kind of get like, oh, this is how prayer's done. And then you go to like summer camp or something and they say, all right, let's somebody pray. And like somebody that you don't know that Mm -hmm. grew up in a different tradition, you praise and you're like, oh, wow. That's different. That's different. Yeah, You know, like I remember, you know, having missions trip experiences Mm -hmm. and the way people pray in the developing world is totally different in a lot of ways often than how, than how Mm -hmm. we pray. And, you know, there are people that that pray, I mean, there's movements in our world of people that are praying around the clock mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. Um, and the type of praying that they do yeah. and, and it, it can really kind of open your eyes to the conversational nature and the, mm-hmm. the worshipfulness of prayer and the proclaiming part of prayer. And, um, so anyway, I think that's really valuable. Um, insight. And I agree with you. You kind of learn from it when, when you've been swimming in the water, so to speak, yeah. so your whole life, your family does it one way, your church does it another. I feel like my prayer life has grown a ton just from watching other people pray and praying with them. So yeah. if it feels weird, I don't know, Matt, maybe you can speak to how you sort of got away from that feeling of weirdness, but like my prayer has grown from praying with mm. other people, just yeah, kind of totally. Yeah. jumping in and doing it and then learning from them and watching God move. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, for me, and this is probably just my own personal baggage of stuff, uh, but Tell us one more. of the... <laughs> <laughs> Lie down on the more, couch. A little more, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was five, no. Um, <laughs> no, just uh, I was hesitant to pray because uh, like one of the first small groups I was in, there was a couple teaching pastors. There was oh, a couple yeah. elders, and, and, they, yeah. and I was hearing them pray, and they were just kind of going on. And it was really important sounding to me, like, mm. yeah. "Wow, like I, I can't sound that important. I can't sound that, you know, like what do I talk about? What do I?" It was more about. It was more me focused. It was more, "What can I say that's going mm-hmm. to enlighten the room?" That's mm-hmm. how I viewed prayer because everyone's prayers were so like sweet Eloquent. and so yeah, yeah and, and and so I think for me personally, I had to grow out of that. Mm-hmm. That it is more of a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also a familiarity with God's word. Like mm. I noticed in my prayer life from, you know, from the beginning to where it is now, just the things you say as you know God's word more, um, you start praying some of God's word and, mm-hmm. and you start to find mm-hmm. the stories of God's mm-hmm. word coming into your prayer as you're praying your story and praying your, yeah. you know. Um, so I, th- awesome. I think those two things. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest prayer experiences I've ever had. 
was someone swearing in prayer. Oh. Ooh, this is a person. So it was. In yeah, the, in this, was, this is like that. is this like mid nineties? No, this was no. Oh, so man, it was, that was like when the edgy oh. like yes. you can no, just talk to God however you want, like man. The Chris, like the Christian was, who's trying to was, let you know. This yeah. was not a show. This was who this guy really was. So um, okay, f bomb. Oh, oh yeah, in prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it takes some work. To get the F bomb, like an MMA fighter, like what was he? Was he was a very rough character, and the beautiful thing was Matt. Some work to get the F bomb. The beautiful thing was I don't think it would be that. You you said I was hearing these teaching pastors pray, and I'm thinking, I how can I pray like that? And the point Mm -hmm. is, you couldn't. This guy, he said in prayer, he related to God the way he related to everybody else. That is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, he said, a, this is how I talk. Yeah. F and this and yeah, right. And so and so he just <laughs> yeah. I'm trying now, to visualize it. Oh, like, it was great, and it was a small group experience. Yes. Oh. And like, and it was all men, which that helps. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But when he started praying, <laughs> I just remember going, "Oh, yeah, oh we're doing this, we're, okay." Both my eyes are wide open. I'm watching the rest of the group, thinking. Is anybody what, else reacting? Gonna, is that's he going to awesome. get corrected? That's and everybody so just funny. went with it because that's who he was, and he was talking mm-hmm. to God. But you're saying he, he talked like that in normal oh, dialogue gosh. anyway, oh, right? Yeah. Right? You're already right. meeting in the small group, mm-hmm. and he's talking to you like that yes. about stuff. That's yeah. that's who he was. Yeah. <laughs> so not crass stuff, but just like so biblical there was, stuff or whatever. And there was no no faking it, mm-hmm. which was just beautiful. And yeah. I, you know. Now, to be clear, we're not saying that you should <laughs> cuss in your that. prayer if you cuss a lot. But yeah, yeah God would, meets you where you are. He, and exactly. I would encourage him to cuss less and to cuss less in his prayers. Uh-huh. It's just, he could learn to express himself That's funny. better. <laughs> I, all right, uh, so just let's do a summary here. A couple things to make it seem less strange. One of the things that I noted here that hasn't been mentioned is uh, paying close attention to the prayers in scripture, hmm. ha, I think would make it feel less strange, particularly John chapter 17, which if you're reading through the Bible with us, you're in the book of John and you're coming up to chapter 17. I was just listening to it this morning and it's an extended prayer. The entire chapter is a prayer that Jesus is offering. It fascinates me to hear Jesus pray. Yeah. And I think that that helps with some of the, the feelings of strangeness because Jesus, the second member of the Trinity, is talking to God, and it's got a conversational air to it. And Mm -hmm. uh, also reading Paul's prayers in the New Testament, I think, helps. Uh, Now, Paul's prayers uh, come off um, a little more formal than Jesus in chapter 17 of John. So I'm not encouraging us to pray in a formal fashion, but it just, I think it helps. That's who he was, right? Right, exactly. He's a well-educated dude. Right. He's not going to drop any F-bombs probably. (laughs) (laughs) So reading other people's prayers Mm -hmm. uh, in the New Testament has helped, I would think, help with strangeness. Beth, you already mentioned it, praying with others. Mm -hmm. I think the singular best way to get over feeling strange in prayer is to be with others in the process of prayer mm-hmm. because we go to our Father together and, and and you get this sense of, oh, we're in this together and and frankly, He's here with us. He's hearing us. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think it... And it occurs to me, we should we should start a, 
uh, do a podcast just on the awkward, strange things that happen in prayer. <laughs> we, can make, we could have hours. We probably could have hours. <laughs> the other day we were talking about prayer meetings when people say things like, when they, all right, we're going to do, anybody got any prayer requests? And somebody goes, unspoken. Unspoken. <laughs> God, you know what all the unspokens are. What? Uh, okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's hey, junior um, high. Kelly, will you take the unspoken? <laughs> yes. Okay, thanks. Exactly what Wait, do I say? Yeah, you just spoke it. <laughs> <laughs> and Father, for the unspoken. All right, so Sorry, anyway. My, my kids have. <laughs> my kids have this joke about chocolate cake in prayer, and it goes like this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so when it. you I'm agree with we, somebody in prayer, yeah. are we eating chocolate cake yeah. together? So someone oh. says something in prayer that you really like and you're on board with mm. we oh, they yeah, call totally. that the chocolate cake. Yep. We had a guy, we had a guy at a previous church, we had a, a pastor on staff who he was the mm guy. Uh, I do that all the time. And, me and another no, guy, like but, an, but he did it natural. like mm, you know, I mean, it was like <laughs> <laughs> and so it's funny, me and a, me and a different guy had we had a passing joke every time we walked by, you know, mm-hmm. down, down, we pass each other in the hall. I'd be like, you know, oh, dear God, your mercies are new every day. Mm. <laughs> so you're making fun of coworkers? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly, yeah. I would say strangeness goes away when you see how effective prayer is. Mm. So keeping a journal of, of answers to prayer, mm-hmm. God's answers, and some of the answers are no, but right. just keeping a journal, I think does away with you know, what's happening here when mm-hmm. I'm alone or when I'm with, the, is, is anything really taking place? Yeah. I think keeping an answered prayer journal. Yeah. Kind of on that note too, um, instead of praying out loud, if you write it like you're writing a letter to God, so people who would like to journal, um, I spent time in college writing out my prayers and sometimes I'd have pages and pages. I'd like to have that again, but the time, you know, but people who journal, you can see God's faithfulness in that. I actually, um, was just, uh, came across a product this week, uh, that's prayer circles or journaling circles where it's very small snippets where you can write in things I'm praying for ways that I'm seeing God work. Um, and it's oh, a you very just kind of fill the circles. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're prompts. Their prompts, okay. yeah, for someone who wants to start that kind That's of cool. process, but doesn't let's, know. Um, let's move into question th- three, actually, because th- it is about this, and maybe we can talk about some specific examples of when we've seen it. But question, the next question, when was the last time you actually saw a prayer change anything, make a difference in someone's life or a situation? I've just, I, while we, I was making a list here while we were talking. Huh. Uh, so... Some things that are really fun um, that just come to mind off the top of my head is um, uh, I was in a hospital room praying for somebody that um, they had discovered a hole in the heart Mm. uh, of this person, and it was giving them some problems that had to be fixed. I I just thought of another hole that closed. Anyway, the hole closed. Well, you're talking can... about a physical hole, not a God-shaped right. hole yes. in someone's heart, right? You're well talking done, about Matt. Yeah. Right. He's like, he got that from Phineas and Ferb. No metaphor. Physical hole. And then, um, this is going to sound weird, but uh, this person had a hole in, one person I knew had a hole in their ureter. Oof. They had been oh. scoped, and, and the doctor made a mistake oh. and oh. poked a hole in the wall of the, I guess mm. it'd be the urethra, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and it healed. Wow. Uh, and then that, could, that might have unspoken. That might have been an unspoken. <laughs> you're, wishing, you're wishing for the unspoken. <laughs> 
All right, I got to go to another one. And this, is, this took place with someone in our congregation. It's something we gave great thanks for. Uh, it spared um, this person a surgery. Uh, a bicep being reattached yeah, miraculously. That. that was awesome. Wow. The yeah. doctor was dumbfounded. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. serious business. Or they mm-hmm. had the they had the imagery. Mm-hmm. What would that be? A CAT scan or I don't know. Yeah. They that showed the bicep fallen. Whoa. Detached. Yeah. And next time the person went in, it's attached. It's there. Okay. It's awesome. Can't yeah. make this stuff up, right? No. Right. And that's all. Uh, I would also, did I mention marriage is mended when someone's mm-hmm. heart changes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, Jennifer and I, we've seen the most progress in our marriage when we are in a heavier season of prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, prayer has always preceded us just getting through For a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. For a breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, always. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think we, I mean, uh, just recently, like in the last couple of days, we were praying for, um, Carrie had a family member that was in the hospital with COVID and she's back home recovering a grandma, like so old. So, but we were just yeah. praying that she would make it back home and she's being cared for at home now and mm-hmm. kind of out of the woods. So, wow. well, I mean, on a lesser note, just, um, I, my daughters were going through something like a week ago and, um, actually I came into the podcast last week and asked to pray before we started. Um, just, there was some very hard hearts that our daughters were dealing with Mm. and were meeting with these people during the podcast. And it was, it, they really were able to see God work. I mean, it was a really wonderful experience for for them. We all prayed for that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And they went into that meeting with, with some of their friends and didn't know how it was going to go and ended up to be a really positive experience. So, so for them as 16 year olds, we, we bathed the whole process in prayer and they were able to see God work. And that's a smaller situation, but now, some people, when, they, when they're hearing thing. us talk about all of these miraculous things right. happening, they'll they'll hear it and think like, okay, but what about, you know, that's great. What about great. this little thing? These, these all mm-hmm. got answered. Okay, right. so what happens when I'm praying for this thing and then what I'm praying, what I ask for doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. What does that mean with my relationship with God? What does that mean? Did I not communicate it clearly? Um, did, how do you answer that from a Christian perspective? Like, what what happens when you, it doesn't come to be? Mm-hmm. Don't stop praying. Yeah, sometimes it's wait. God's saying wait. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's persevere in prayer. S- sometimes it's uh, a not yet. So mm-hmm. we need to persevere or wait. Mm-hmm. Um, John, in the past, uh, on a previous podcast, uh, you said sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> Don't. Don't keep praying. Sometimes your no, sometimes your answer to prayer is oh uh, totally is no. Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes the, we don't talk about that very much. Yeah, right. sometimes we get the answer no, and mm-hmm. it's it's um it's uh, either pray differently about it or or be, move on and pray for something else. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, sometimes you know the answer is in front of us, and we just don't want to accept you think it. Of a so. time, can anyone think of a time where you felt like you actually did get a no, and so you stopped praying for for what you were praying for? I can. Um, during our adoption process, we were offered or our agency came to us and asked us to consider adopting a child. And I had always said, there's no way I could say no in that situation. If there's a child that needs a family, there's no way I'd be able to say no. But we really went to it with prayer. We had our people praying and um, we felt like God was saying, no, this isn't the one for you. And then there was a flooding of peace 
that came with it. Wow. So we were able to say no with huge amounts of peace. That's powerful. And then we're able to see now, you know, in hindsight that yeah. God had something different. That's powerful because you're going into that situation with a like a, a really strong yeah. moral conviction that you feel is mm-hmm. not just right for you, but yep. you feel is like, this is a, a this is what would Jesus do? Jesus would right. do this, right? Like right. I would... And, mm-hmm. then, and then that pivot. it was actually really That's empowering huge. for us because mm-hmm. it was kind of like, there's no way we would like, of course, we're going to we're going to say yes to everything that comes our way. But we felt very empowered that it, this was from God. We really prayed about this and God had something different in mind for us. So one of it makes me think of one of the reasons I love reading missionary biographies is they're often filled with mm-hmm. answers to prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes the answers are hard answers. Um, so they're not, they're, they're no's or, or God allows something to happen that you wouldn't want to have happen. But this person perseveres, they continue on to follow the Lord. They're just so encouraging, uh, to read. So Mm -hmm. I, I think of the, um, engage 2020 capital campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our church wanted to pay cash for the new edition, uh, that we put on a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a $3 million dollar. Uh, I think it was three million three hundred thousand, something like that. Gold. Three million three hundred sixty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> How many cents? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a stretch for our congregation to pay mm-hmm. cash. We really didn't want to take out a loan. Uh, even we didn't even want to take out a construction loan. We wanted to be able to bankroll the whole thing. And it was fascinating when we started the the endeavor. Uh, we, the Lord brought people to our church. Who got on board. They weren't previously attending. They got on board. They gave substantially. And then they left. Oh, (laughs) wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And to me, that fascinates me. It really confirms for me, this is something the Lord wanted to see done. And he brought people to get it done. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the congregation that was here certainly gave substantially as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, but these folks showed up and gave in a way that really lightened the load. Yeah. And it was... Wasn't that fascinating? It I was mean. very. And mm. and came in good circumstances and left in good circumstances. Wow. Like they beautiful. moved, you know, like things, uh-huh. you know, it was like... They came into the area. <laughs> they gave substantially. They left the area. Yeah, right? wow. Um, in fact, this person showed up and said, oh, interesting. Y'all are doing a capital campaign? I'd like to know more. Yeah. They <laughs> actually said, I think this may be why we're I here. Think this may be why wow. God brought us to this. Really? That's awesome. That's you awesome. Know, that God, God cool. does give resources like that to some people right. and it reminds work me, like that. Yep. Is, it reminds me, especially, you know, in a church our size, our church isn't massive, you know? Um, and so we do, we do have a sense of who's coming mm-hmm. to the church and we can get Giving to know capacity, people through yeah, our, yeah. through our, our, you know, kind of the staff network of where they plug into programs and what might God be doing in our church by the people that are showing up, showing up and how they start to plan and serve. And I think of you know, things like the caregiving center being launched was, you know, largely out of from the congregation and kind of a upswell of mm-hmm. people who had experiences and skills and gifting and, and desires. And, and so it's, it's, uh, when you, when you start seeing and experiencing, you know, different, folks coming and getting plugged in, it just reminds me to, to pray about what God may be doing in our, not that we're just sticking our 
you know, thumb out and which way's the wind blowing? Okay, let's mm-hmm. do that. But well, good shepherds would know their flock. Yeah, right. And there's a tension there between uh, casting vision, but also being sensitive to the gifts you've been given mm-hmm. in your congregation. Mm-hmm. You know, God never calls us to do anything He doesn't equip us to do. And so, if He's equipped this church to do something, mm-hmm. He will bring people with the gifting to get it done, mm-hmm. which is really fun to see. Yeah. yeah. So, seems like the consensus here is if you can track your prayers to God and the answers that you see over an extended period of time, you will see mm-hmm. the power of prayer living out in your life. But I get it. That is a hard thing to do. It's yeah. a hard thing. Like it's a hard, some people just journal every day. Yeah. Some people would just do not, I'm not a, like, I wouldn't, Mm-mm. I love the idea of me journaling every day. I cannot do it. Like yeah. it's not yeah. going to happen. But, um, you know, with your phone at your side at all times, pretty much mm-hmm. like you, you could just jot down a few quick prayer requests and see what God to, does. In your yeah. notes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to the next question because, um, and I I kind of jumped the gun a little bit on question one when I was asking this because this bleeds into question two. So the next question: Why does God want us to pray? What is the purpose? Isn't He going to do what He wants anyway? Is it isn't there a verse that says He knows what He is going to do before we ask? Like the line that says, "Your kingdom come." Are we to understand that God's kingdom won't come unless we pray? It's good, great questions. So I think the verse this person's trying to quote is, uh, he knows what we need before we ask. And the, the context is, so ask. God, God's not going to be cut off guard by what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. He knows what you need before you ask, so ask. Um, my, my take on prayer is that it's, it is designed by God to invite, to let us participate. It invites us in to participate in, in what he's doing. God's will is to involve us in his works in the world. So the, asking what's the purpose is a little bit for me like asking, why did God bother to create us? Like, what are we here for? Mm. Which it's fascinating. I think there is a, a connection to the answer, what are we here for and why should we pray? In other words, God created us. The reason we're here, he created us for his glory and for our joy, our enjoyment. Prayer is a part of that equation. Prayer is a primary means. It may be the supreme means by which we um, have fellowship with our creator. We participate in his purposes. We bring him glory. We experience joy. Prayerlessness is really, while I said Sunday it's a sin, it's also, a like any sin, a huge loss. It's a huge lost opportunity mm-hmm. to be prayerless because we're missing out on joy. I said in a couple of the services, I didn't say it in the online sermon, but I said in a couple of the services, prayer is the means by which God has ordained to accomplish his ends. Yes, God's going to do what God's going to do. He's sovereign. Prayer is an indication that you're playing a role in it, that he's called you yeah. to be a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the idea mm-hmm. of, you know, we, it's, it's God's method for including us in his work. It's not the method that God uses to make up his mind. We don't, we don't, we don't wrestle, yeah, twi- twist his arm through our prayers to get stuff done that we want done. But it's it's God's way of including us, and and we can all admit there's mystery in there. Yeah. There's total mystery in there. Like, you know, I wrestle with the idea of you know, God saves. 
who he's going to save, you know, through the Holy Spirit working in their heart to come to salvation. But he tells us to pray for those. And evangelize. And evan- mm-hmm. Yeah, pray for those who are yet to be saved. So if we don't pray for them, do they not get saved? Do we, you know, like it, that's difficult. Cult yeah. to unpack and figure out. But what we do know about prayer is is that it is the way that God includes us in his work, that we are, we're commanded to do it so that we can feel joy and blessing and be a part of of um, of his kingdom work. How it all all works with, you know, our minds and our hearts connecting with God and mm-hmm. his will. And that can be difficult. And there's a, there's a lot of theories, ideas, and yeah. people who are really, you know, uh, more smart than I am. <laughs> more smart. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, I've read it, some of those people and it still just feels like circle well, talking sometimes. Oh, totally. With how it works. But, you know, like Jesus, Jesus prayed a ton. Mm-hmm. It seems like every other paragraph, like Jesus goes off to pray. You're yeah. Like, Dude, why are you praying so much, right. man? There's got to be something to it, There's got to be it, something right? there, yeah. One of the things that I like to think about that helps me, and this is a little bit of a different uh, take because it's more of the relational benefits of praying between you and the Father, but is to think about your kids and your relationship with your kids. And if you have kids and if you have multiple kids, you have that one kid who's always just like, I wish I had some ice cream when the other two kids have ice cream. You have every intention as a parent of giving your third child ice cream. You just haven't got it yet, you know, but you're like, well, can you ask me for some, you know, like you don't want to. And I'm not saying that every posture is like this where we're like, well, I I wish we could pay off our house. I mean, you know, we're not saying that, but I'm just saying like, you know, that you don't want your kid to have that posture of like, of of whining, (laughs) one there, no, but two, like you want him to ask you for it. Like that's part of the, the enjoyment on both of us Mm -hmm. to give you what I want, what I'm going to give you already. I'm going to give you this bowl of ice cream. I'm not going to give two kids your ice cream and then you not the ice cream, but I'm going to give you the ice cream, but I want you to ask for it with confidence too. Mm -hmm. dad And I love you. And this is going to be fun. We're all going to have ice cream. Like, you know, like, so there's, there's a little bit of it too. That's a re, my point being that, you know, there's a relational aspect of it that where you grow more mm-hmm. when you pray for things. That's a good word. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go to the final question. Which this is, one's for you, Matt. This one's for me. You can just hear the ball. Here we go. Here we go. I'll read it. I'll read it. What the heck are you thinking choosing those songs? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how it starts. It no. says, no. What are the scripture references to the song, Nothing Can Take Away My Hallelujah? Right. Well, first... Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, first I would say, if you're asking this question and you're not singing, I'm not going to answer it. No kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They may love it. They may want the scripture reference. That's right. This could be a positive question. I have no idea. Don't be so negative. I know. Well, Bethel gets, to be fair, Bethel does get their fair share of lumps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? No, it's... uh, (laughs) Elevation? Yeah. West Coast. No, I think it's West Coast, Coast Christianity. Um, <laughs> what? what? West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly just threw up. The, I'm really impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid right now, actually. <laughs> Kelly's throwing up gang signs. Uh, All right, so the lyric itself is yeah. not a direct quote of Scripture, is it, Matthew? Not a specific direct quote it's of Scripture. It's more poetic, isn't it, Matthew? It's kind of poetic, but to me it's, it's really more insightful, implicit. Kelly. Matthew. It's more implicit. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 and just about anywhere else you look in the Bible, you're going to see rejoice always. Rejoice in all things, right? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Uh, 
give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will mm-hmm. for you in Christ Jesus. So God's will is for us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So all circumstances means the good ones and mm-hmm. the bad ones, right? Mm-hmm. So in other words, no matter what's happening, it's God's will for me to be giving praise. Mm-hmm. And so that's what hallelujah means, giving praise to Yahweh, to God. Um, and if you're saying nothing can take away my hallelujah, that is another way of saying in all things, I'm going to praise God. Mm. Um, so I I think it's a a great way to, to express that it's, it's, um, I like the idea of it being a question that we're singing and not just a a specific imperative or command or whatever. It's just, we're singing and it's a question Mm -hmm. because I think for each one of us, it can be, it can bring a, a different idea, right? Like what, what, what can take away? It makes you kind of then go, uh, what are the things that take away my hollow? When do I yeah. not want to praise God? Mm-hmm. When do I feel, you know, because we want to be in line with God's will, which is to praise him continually. So, um, I, I love the idea that this question, that this song, this lyric, um, it promotes thought. It promotes mm-hmm. further, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a face value lyric, out of scripture, which is valuable too, but that's, I think that's one of the reasons why, um, yeah, it's posed that way. Yeah, that's good. When I saw the question, it made me think of where does hallelujah come from? Why do we say hallelujah? It's a, Mm. it's a response, right? It's a joy. So when we say, and, and when we say, you know, hallelujah, we're praising God. Like you just said, you know, it's, it's, it's Hebrew. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. this joy, a response of, of true joy and thankfulness. And I, you know, I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, that comes because of our salvation. Like we, we say hallelujah because we're saved. Not that unsaved people can't say hallelujah, but we, we are, we have this deep joy inside of us because we are saved Mm -hmm. and our response is hallelujah. Um, And then the idea of, well, nothing can take that away. I would put that in, nothing can take away our salvation. Mm-hmm. We're justified and being sanctified. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're saved and, and nothing can take that away from us. And, and they, so they mentioned that in the song, your yeah. cross has made a exactly. way mm-hmm. for my Holly. Exactly. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so to me, it, it actually has a salvation kind of tied in with it. Like we're saved, we're joyful and nothing will ever take that away from us. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. can take you out of God's mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. You are mm, 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 <laughs> chocolate mm, cake. Chocolate mm. cake. Hedge of protection. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love it when Matt, cause Matt doesn't have like the whole like weird oh, no. Christian background <laughs> that the rest of it. Like when he like interjects like Christian, like culture stuff, it makes me laugh. So cause he does it so perfectly. Like when you did the God size in my heart a little bit, I was like, yes, Matt, that's so perfect. <laughs> or when you come with like the questions of like when you're like somebody said this in like a like where does this come from like we we're talking about drama or something like that and then we had like we like explained to you like well in the 90s <laughs> there was this movement <laughs> i want to never lose it. it'll it be a sad day when i lose that no you lose that. no I, I love these questions about um the lyrics keep them and the worship that we do keep them coming i mean it's very intentional all the songs that we mm-hmm. choose it at, at, at large and then it's very intentional week by week the songs mm-hmm. that we sing and um man you guys you guys i mean i know we're not performing that's not what we're doing but that song was great Good. on on Sunday mm. in all the services. I think 
mean, Sherry. People love singing. Mm-hmm. Sherry together, just carries carries that kind of right. Like mm-hmm. I mean, she's just that's her wheelhouse. Right yeah, like it was so yeah. worshipful. And um, again, I know you're like. Yeah. You're not performing, yeah. but we're, no, but we are trying to make something beautiful. They're not trying to mm-hmm. lead poorly. Yeah, to, right. <laughs> we're not yeah, just right. getting yes. up here and train wrecking yeah. either, right? right. You're uh-huh. trying to do it well, and yeah. um, and I thought it, it it was really well done. Yeah, awesome. Even in like the rehearsal, you were doing it. I was getting caught up in the as mm-hmm. we were setting up the room with closing chairs and spraying and, oh. and all that junk. I was like, okay, nothing's gonna take nothing's away gonna my take it away. this morning. All right. Is that it? That's it. That's it. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have for you today. But if you have any further questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate. Text the Next Level Podcast, 630-474-6164. Our podcast is dedicated to answering listener questions on two levels, answering specific questions about last Sunday's sermon, and also general questions regarding broader topics within the Christian faith. We love God and believe that Scripture is a primary means for getting to know Him, and our hope is that this podcast extends the learning opportunity for all who want to know God better, strengthening not only your faith, but my faith and our faith together. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the next level. Boom! Prophecy.